Welcome back to Life in All Chapters. We are at Season 2, Episode 3. Yeah. Uh, this season, we are discussing... Quality of life indicators. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. This this episode is about social connectedness. So we're excited to talk about that today. And you have your icebreaker today, too. I do have my icebreaker. Talk about today. So social connectedness. Oh my goodness, so many things run through my mind. There's a lot of theories that go behind social social connectedness. It's multifaceted. I don't mm-hmm. think people realize how complex the topic can be. It's not just, you know. Oh yeah, we're just we're not even gonna touch on the whole thing in no. the 30 minutes we talk maybe 40 today so who knows how long we talk <laughs> <laughs> it depends on how long, how fast we get off topic right how many topics we touch on so so i think about this and this is what i think so social connectedness and how important it is i think when you hear it it's about relationships right but i think it's more about self and self-identity than it is anything It's about how you as an individual connect with your family, connect with your friends, connect with your coworkers, connect with your community. Just the outside world at large. Right. And what that means to you, how it builds your character and how it adds to your character. And so I think it's really more about ourselves than it is actual interpersonal relationships. It's more about how those interpersonal relationships impact us as an individual. Yes, I agree. I think... uh, one of my favorite things to do if I'm feeling low mm-hmm. is because I feel like social connect. You know, you don't have to be a real people person to need social connected. Right. Like you, you have to be connected. We're meant to be. We are not meant to be a solo. We're like pack animals. Mm-hmm. So now that being said, there, there's only a handful of people I t- tend to spend time with. Right. But I feel like I need to recharge sometimes. And I like to be places where people are having a good time. Mm-hmm. I don't have to join in. I don't have to talk to anybody. I can sit there and read a book. But I, I feel like I can absorb the energy from everybody just having a good time. And mm-hmm. you feel a part of something. Right. And I, I feel like that's... I think that's why churches are so important to people. I agree. Now, I think, obviously, it's a relationship with God. Uh, yes, and, but you can have a relationship deity. with God and, and not, never go to a church. Right. But churches are about community and building that and fellowship. fellowship. And I think that that's why churches are so important. That's why pagans have covens because that interpersonal relationship, it helps build that part of them. And so I got to tell you this because this kind of aligns with today. One of, and I don't want to say anybody's name. You might be okay with it since you know this person. One of the ladies at the club the other night went right before Sarah's wedding. Um, I went up to the bar and I... I got a drink and I was standing there and she asked me, we were talking about the wedding and everything. And she asked me who I was and all that. And I told her my name and didn't tell her my relationship to you yet. And she said, I thought you looked familiar. And I said, what? And she said, I listened to your podcast. And it dawned. And I'm like, Oh my God, I don't even know this lady. Never seen her. And, um, you know, we kind of we kind of talked about a few other things real quick, and I walked off, and I thought, first off, it made me feel good because obviously you know her, I'm sure, um, and she admires you, and that's why she listens. But you know, she was like, "I've listened to the whole season. Where's the rest?" And I told her, "Well, we just posted episode one, and episode two comes out this coming week." She's like, "Oh, I'll have to look for season two then," and uh, it made me think about how and why I do this. 
and talking about social connectedness and what it means to us and how it builds ourself. One of the things that many people in my life have tried to get me to do is to talk out publicly about things that are in my knowledge base and my toolbox to elicit that information to a large group of people so that they can use it and go to their providers and talk to them about things that I know about that could help trigger them, advocate for themselves, teach people to advocate for themselves. But for me personally, I get so much fulfillment from just giving information out to people. You know, that's one of my favorite things to do. And a lot of people, there are people that think I think I'm a know-it-all or that I can I can put my two cents in. But really, it's not about being right or wrong or being more knowledgeable than somebody else. It's about, I have the knowledge and why would I not share it with you? Because if you knew something better than I did or you were an expert in that area, I'm not going to go put out a fire. I'm going to call my sister who is trained to put out fires and say, you know, like, hey, my neighbor's house is on fire. What can I do to help them? Yeah. I'm not going to jump in. I mean, I might like I'll do my be the I best I mean. can. <laughs> but when it comes down to areas of expertise, if I need marketing assistance, I'm calling you. If I need assistance with how to prevent fires in my house and do the right thing, I'm calling you or your husband, you know. So it's not about knowing everything. It's about giving that information. And it's so important to me that I'm able to do that. And I think that's what builds my social connectedness with people. And I, I feel like if you didn't know even me, but if you didn't know you, if you didn't know me, it might seem like, well, because I have that reputation a little bit too. Amanda knows everything, you know. <laughs> right. And it's not that. It's just that I have a huge thirst for knowledge. Right. You have a huge thirst for knowledge. If there's something new you can learn, you want to absorb that. And the same with me. And I think that we also have that desire to share the knowledge that we have with other people because I think we just assume that everybody wants the knowledge the way we do. <laughs> right. And that's And I think that's one reason that we... We do click so well, even though we're siblings, you don't necessarily have a great relationship with a sibling just because you're a sibling. Right. But because we are so complementary, but not similar. Right. You know, we do have things in common, but we also have enough not in common that we go to each other with that. It's interesting and exciting because you have all this knowledge about things that I don't and vice versa. And it's. It's wonderful to get to share that. Yeah. And it's wonderful for me to get to tap into yours to share with people. Well, the other thing I love about this is that our life experiences, even though we've grown up together, we really haven't in some in some years we didn't grow exactly. up together. Exactly. We've had very we've different been paths. separated. We've we've had different experiences. You moved away when I was young and you were still very young. Yeah, it was. You know, but you were gone for several years and those are relationship years for you. Yeah. And our relationship has taken turns and had pauses and we still learn a lot about each other. We do. And we still learn a lot about each other's experiences. And I, I have to go back to our last episode where I was talking about my patient that when we were talking about how important it is to learn how to have a conversation. And I think that's one of the things that I, I treasure about you, about Amy and Michelle in my life, is that we can have conversations and almost about anything. 
And even if we disagree, like you and I disagree on a lot of things. Right before the podcast, we had a little debate about certain thing. And we do it so well that we often change each other's minds and kind of find a middle ground where if we're on an extreme end of something, we can, we can actually bring ourselves to the neutral position. And I feel like it works out so well because more often than not, we pull back from those extreme sides. Even if we never fully agree, I do feel like we're able to present evidence to each other and alter our, alter what we ultimately think about something and not in a way where I've been manipulated or you've been manipulated, but just I'm able to take new information and and form a different opinion. And so are you. I am never, I'm not really that all in kind of person. Oh, I like to, I like to live in the gray a lot. Well, just, I mean, I just feel like nothing really is black and white. So no. few things are black and white. And if it is, it's only black and white usually in your reality. That's what I mean. And like, everybody's reality is so different. It is. And to me, I mean, it might be cut and dry to me, but, but that doesn't mean that you're wrong either. Because I also understand that while this is my reality and this is the truth for me, that reality might be different from you. Yeah. So I'm not mad at you for having a different opinion, a different viewpoint. You say things that I don't. Yeah. And it's easy to get offended. Uh, there's there's the my dogs. dogs. But being okay, offended, we got the dogs you know, straightened out. <laughs> no, but being offended, I mean, somebody brought something to my attention yesterday. And at first it did hurt mm-hmm. because they were like, well, this is what's going on. And I'm like, well, that's just not true. Because I'm in charge of something, essentially, in some ways. And it, it I, I was offended. I'm like, how dare you say that what I'm doing is it, you know, up to par? But when I step back out of that, that position of you coming at me, per se, and said, you know what? Their opinion of what's going on and the way they feel about what's going on is not wrong. Yeah. Like, how dare me think that they're wrong? They're trying to express to me how they feel. That they feel that I'm not doing enough in this area, in this area, and I'm blowing that off or getting mad about it. Or I can take that information and do better. Right. So I'm going to take that information and I'm going to do better. They weren't attacking me. I felt attacked. They weren't attacking me. I have to tell you, one of my biggest pet peeves is when I go to somebody with a concern. You know, being, being a leader, building teams working with executives and I just started coaching a few executives and you give feedback and the first thing most people want to do is get defensive. Yes. Which is understandable. That's an emotional you're you're responding to the initial emotion that the feedback has elicited, which is understandable. It's a measure it's a question of how you calculate that, how you correct it, how fast you correct it and what response you give afterwards is what really matters. But one of the things that most people do that gives me a pet peeve is that after they get that emotional reaction and they respond to it and they they self-correct or they don't, the self-correct is fine. You know, obviously that's the best way is, okay, let me, let me pause because me coming back at you really isn't helping the matter. Let me hear your criticism and let's talk so that we can come to a, a ground so that you're getting what you need, and I'm also feeling fulfilled by what I'm giving. But most people, when they fail to self-correct, their initial, their their next step is to, 
well, yes, but you didn't. Or I've noticed you haven't. And da-da-da-da-da. That is one of my biggest pet peeves. And I have to tell you, I caught myself doing it the other day. Oh. And, and the minute I started to do it, and I may have, I, I don't remember exactly what the scenario was. I'm not going to get into all it that. It doesn't but matter what it was, but. It, I immediately went into defense mode. I got very, very upset about what was said. And I think it was something to do with the way I had put something into a computer system and I they didn't, it was wrong and I don't know. But my initial response was anger and then frustration and more so with myself than that other person. But initially, it I was projecting it onto them. Yes. But really, the frustration and anger was me I was frustrated and angry with because I didn't do it the way that it was expected to be done, and I should have known. Well, then immediately after I, re- I felt that emotion and got angry, I went into, well, let me tell you what you need to be doing. Had nothing to do with the topic. And then I thought, I, <laughs> I literally looked at the other person. I said, you know what? I'm wrong. Here. I am completely wrong here. What you're asking me to do is correct. I will correct my errors. I'll go back some back and fix this. And moving forward, I'll do it the way you're asking me to do. I apologize for anything I brought up otherwise. It was not the appropriate time. Even if those factors or those matters really do need to be addressed, it's just not now, now. is not the time. Yes. And in my emotional state was not the right timing either. But that was one of my biggest pet peeves. And the reason I bring that up as you're talking is because that will impact your relationships very rapidly. Absolutely. Especially at work. Absolutely. And not even at work because this instance was not a work thing. Yeah. This instance was like a in my personal life, which I have a lot of not-for-profits. I, I'm always working with some kind of organization. Mine they, wasn't at work either. It was yeah. for a training thing. I was trying yeah. to I was trying to pick up some extra... Um, contract work. And that's how we do it, right? It's terrible. <laughs> I know. Terrible. No, that's me too. I'm so ashamed of anyway. myself. But I also am excited because this is a this is somewhere that I'm seeing some room for improvement in myself. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoy improving myself. Yeah. Because I feel like we can all do that and it's difficult to do. Oh, it's hard to face yourself. And we can do hard things. Yeah. Like, I always like to do something that's hard because then I feel that sense of accomplishment. Mm -hmm. Because everything I do is obviously for some sort of reward. Mm -hmm. You know, some... I think that that's where bringing back social connectedness to the topic here is that that's where this is important. That's why this is important because you are literally looking at yourself and how you interact with the... The connections you have. Yes, because that connection is important to me. I value this person. How you build that stronger. And to react the way I initially started to react is Mm -hmm. not how you build connections. Right. That's how you sever connections, and that is not what I want to do. I'm telling you right now, there is no way on the face of this earth without the multiple relationships in my life that have came and went... The ones that have, I mean, my best friends, we've been friends for 23 years. Yeah, it's weird. And, (laughs) but without that connection and without the relationships that have came and went, and some of my best friends that have now become more acquaintances or even just passive watching on Facebook or social media, um, can I say social media's names on our podcast? Um, Sure. I guess we'll find out. Anyway. So, it's like free advertisement for them. I guess so. I don't know. I, it's not like I'm saying anything bad. Yeah. But anyway, on the book, um, 
So, but without those relationships, I could not have grown. That's true. I could not have figured out what I wanted to be, who I was going to be. I couldn't figure out what I wanted with my current goals for my future self. And social connectedness is how we build ourselves. Mm -hmm. it, it is about other people. Don't get me wrong. It's, it's, you want to connect to people yeah. and you want them to grow from you. But it's also about growing yourself and being who you want to be mm -hmm. and influencing who you want to influence. Right. And I feel like being connected to something gives you more of a reason to live, to be. More purpose in your life. Yes. It, you can you can try to step back and stay to yourself. And if that's, what, if that's your lifestyle, I'm not in any way judging you. But I do feel like everybody needs it. I think that's one of the reasons that social media is so popular because there are people that don't like to do things. Mm -hmm. They don't like to go out in the world and do, be part of the world. Well, it gives but you they a veil. That, but they want that social connectedness mm -hmm. somehow. I do think it can be a little bit toxic. Oh, absolutely. But also going out into the world and socializing way absolutely. too much can be too. Absolutely. So I, but I do think that that's, you know social connectedness is important to us as humans. Absolutely. But I think it's also important to recognize that social connectedness does not necessarily just stop with person-to-person -person interaction. No, You're talking social connectedness with my dogs, with horses, with other pets, with with nature, with well, sometimes in some circumstances even inanimate objects. I feel, that, yeah, I feel that. You know, or beings that are faith-based, your social connectedness with your deity, God, with yes. the Holy Spirit, Jesus, Whoever else. An assignment Lilith. that my daughter mm -hmm. was working on over the weekend. Mm -hmm. She was uncomfortable with it. I said, she's like, do I have to do an assignment that I'm uncomfortable with? I said, well, why don't you tell me what this assignment is, you mm -hmm. know? And she said her assignment was something about writing a first-person perspective uh, for Native American, I don't know, anyway, something like that. And she's uncomfortable with it. And I'm like, well, why are you uncomfortable? Well, I don't want to assume how a culture lived. And I said, wow. well, I said, while I get that and you're yeah. trying to be respectful, I said, at the same time, why can't you, why can't you do this assignment from the perspective of if you had to go live in that culture? Because you're not going to know how a Native American girl felt. But if, if you can get some notable, viable resources about how Native Americans live, mm -hmm. and then imagine yourself being put in that culture all of a sudden, and you want to write something on that, then I feel like you can complete your assignment and fulfill that and also connect to a culture that you're not connected to currently. Right. Without being can, racist or... You know, and I can respect that assignment. I'm just going to touch on this, though, real quick because it was brought up. I can respect that assignment. But wouldn't it be a better assignment for you to develop or find someone where you can talk about their experience as an indigenous person. No, and that's what I'm or, getting at. Yeah. Yes. Like I, that assignment is a little wonky, but I feel like that could be an opportunity for her to still grow because yeah. I think that the, while the assignment itself may be a little off putting, maybe that's the point. You know, this is my problem with our education system right here is that they're looking for a cued response to a very closed-ended process. Or when you could open it up to how can you relate to or appreciate or build a which is what I was trying to turn it into, and be, leave but it I so also open wonder, so they can interpret it. But I also wonder if the goal wasn't to make her uncomfortable, if the goal wasn't to make her feel like well. 
is that an appropriate thing to, to like a do? challenge? Like, is it, you know, have you ever heard of people saying, well, that book makes me uncomfortable, like to kill a mockingbird mm-hmm. that we don't want the kids to read that. That's controversial. That makes them feel uncomfortable. They should feel uncomfortable. They should feel the way that the people not, felt. Yes. Not and everything in life is meant to be rainbows and And maybe butterflies. it should trigger them to realize that, you know, assuming another culture is uncomfortable. Yeah. Like we should, you know, and that's, my point is, I don't know what the teacher's thought process was yeah. for this. Maybe the teacher was trying to get elicit those emotions. Yeah. Maybe the te- and I don't know that that's true. The teacher could just be clueless too. I don't know. I don't know the teacher, but I did tell her that we, you don't get to just not do something because it makes you uncomfortable. Yeah. That's your first lesson, and your second lesson is maybe you should learn something about Native American culture. It's not going to hurt. I don't think that imagining yourself in someone else's shoes. Um, or putting yourself through a, an exercise to imagine what you would feel like if you were put through the same thing as a person or a group of people. I don't think that that is a bad exercise because daily, I, that's how I deal with complicated situations is especially Things that make me want to cringe, like, why did you do that? Yes. But on a regular, I think, okay, put yourself in their shoes. You know, you don't understand. But part of that process of putting yourself in their shoes is that you cannot understand what someone else is feeling in their own reality, no matter how hard you try. Or if you're in that same situation simultaneously at the exact same time, no details are different other than that person is that person and you are this person. Both experiencing that doesn't matter. You're still not. You're gonna still feel never going to get the way they feel. Period. No, and I think that that might have been the point of the exercise. Yeah, it might have been because I think that it's always healthy. But you know, it's very hard when I'm so I keep interrupting you. It's no, hard fine. when they write it so narrow minded though. It you is. know, like even just a disclaimer at the end that says this exercise is open for your own interpretation. Stay on topic. Yeah. That's simple. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of those things are. They are open for our interpretation. They don't spell it out. And maybe they should spell it out. Mm -hmm. But I think that... I think that sometimes we jump to conclusions and we react before we... Before we take the time to realize what this might be about. But also, sometimes assignments just suck. Well, I can tell you from experience, maybe with some teachers that is the case, but... I had I had a theory throughout all of my secondary education, and it was you adapt to the instructor, to the professor. And if you did not adapt to the professor and their theories and their beliefs and their values, then unless you knew that professor well enough and they really were open-minded, you would fail. It did not matter what you believed. And I think while a lot of schools and education systems are coming more, becoming around to allowing that open-minded conversation, there are a lot that still do not. And And that is very unfortunate. And what I also told her... And I'm not saying that's what the teacher did. No, I mean, I don't know either way. I didn't talk to her because I don't feel like... I want a soapbox. I will be the first person to call it school if necessary, but that's one of those I don't feel like it's necessary to call it school. Well, and I think that she is perfectly capable of handling that. Exactly. She is very articulate in how she speaks and how she handles things. And I just told her, do the assignment. If you want to make a notation yeah. that this assignment made you uncomfortable and you felt like it was racist or whatever it is that you feel like it is. Yeah, I don't know that's that it was okay. racist. I don't either. But, I but think it was, she might feel that way. I don't know. Maybe she, because you know what? I think people are scared that everything's racist nowadays. Oh, I think so too. And I mean, so 
I think that's what makes her uncomfortable. Sometimes because I get afraid of opening my mouth in certain situations because I'm I'm afraid somebody's going to be and not not to do with racism, but just feel judged or offend. Yes, offended exactly. In some and way. I don't want to offend, and, and she doesn't want to offend anyone. I'm so, afraid my ignorance will offend somebody. And I honestly, think that's what in it is. Scenarios. I think in her situation, she's feeling like, I is this offensive? Am yeah. I going to offend someone? And she doesn't want to be known as that person. Yeah. I don't know enough stereotyping about and, yeah. and putting Native American people in a box. She's so scared. Yeah. But that's why I told her to do the assignment anyway. Well, and you know, the other thing that bothers me, and I'm, I'm really on a soapbox, is that our education system does not treat, teach the real American history. And that's the other thing that bothers me about an assignment like that is that if you're going to ask somebody to put themselves in someone's shoes, you should actually give, you them, should the actually give them the information. I and agree with that. We don't we don't teach our the way our children learn about the truth about our country is through social media and opening their mind up and hopefully getting outside of generational racism, you know, in general 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 ADHD is kicking in. Generational racism and getting outside of our failed education system and learning on their own because our history is just not what it should be. It's not, it's not, no, you're right. I it's, know. I didn't learn in school what I know. I learned from listening to people and I learned from my own research and that's what it's going to take. But that's a whole soapbox. That's a whole different subject. Yeah, it might, but it does apply to social connectedness no, it does. because it that's does. how you... Connect. I know. I had never understood social studies because I felt like we didn't study nearly enough in-depth topics yeah. about things like social connectedness in societies and cultures. I felt like it was very generic and yeah. very, very watered down. Like, I feel like if there was a genocide, for instance, that's not pretty. Yeah. But I need to know about it. No, and I think that that's kind of... I think some of the omission was always, well, we don't, we want to, one, color the United States and how we built it as a beautiful thing. But the truth is, every country has went through cycles where another every. has overpowered another. And that's how corporations work. That's how countries work. That's, that's how, how human how, beings work. That's how resources being used in the world work. And that's how we work. And the other thing is... It's unfortunately, not right, but no, it's, and it's unfortunately, the truth. oftentimes, people have good intentions and do bad things in the name of good intentions. I know that almost everybody in the world, and I'm not going to say everybody, but almost every single person in this world that's done great things have also done things that are not great. There is always a sacrifice that has to be there made. There have been people and that have done mean or hateful things. There have been people that have said stupid things. Yeah. Maybe you made a racist comment 30 years ago because you didn't know any better. Right. And we can either haunt people with that for the rest of their lives or celebrate what they do good, not hide what they've done wrong. But, the, I mean, our country is great. Well, but we've had blemishes. We have. And I, you know, I, I don't want to put my opinion about America out there right now because that's not really what the topic is about and that will take all day. But... Either way, our history needs to be told. Whether it, we like it or whether not. Whether we like it or not. It should be factual. It needs to be told. It needs to be factual. History should be fact-based, not emotion-based. Which brings me to another subject with, I mean, it's in the same subject with social connectedness, mm -hmm. but our news media is out of control. Oh, my gosh. 
out of control. The news media should. How be do you even know what unbiased. is real anymore? Here's the thing: I don't need the news media telling me how I feel. I need you to give me facts, and I will form my own opinion. Right. I don't need you to have emotionally charged rants about things. Mm-hmm. I can do that. I'm not news media. You know, there are other countries that laugh at us because our media is so controlled. Because we are a joke. We are a joke. We are literally. It's ridiculous. But anyway, my point is we should try to formulate opinions based on how we feel and how we feel about our friends and neighbors and how things affect them, not just us. We should be we should just be more mindful of each other. Because I don't feel like you can live a fulfilled life unless you're mindful of others. Right. Well, and I think that's part of the social connectedness is becoming aware of other people's self-identification, aware of their entities, you don't have to love or value what they want or how they live. It's just a knowledgeable appreciation and you live your life, I'll live mine. Yes. And where we overlap and we impact each other, we will try to find a way to compromise. And it is okay not to like things. And I don't care if you are male, female, identify as a cat dog, if you are transgender, if you love men, women, or of the same sex, opposite sex, as long I as do not age, care. I don't care. I, as long as you are not hurting anybody. And if we disagree, chances are we're not going to have a fight about that. We're going to have a fight about you're not taking your medicine right. Or we're going to argue with yeah. about you're mistreating your dog or something. You know, those are the, It has nothing to do yeah, with... Yeah. You're harming yourself or you're harming someone else. Then I'm going to have something to say Absolutely. to you. Absolutely. But I don't care how you live your life. I don't care how junked up your yard is. I don't care how tall your grass is. I don't care what your house looks like. As long as you are happy and content, or even if you're miserable and you don't make me miserable, be miserable. I don't care. Yeah. But I, the, the not giving facts drives me nuts because it does impact our socialization. It, it impacts our ability to function. It impacts our health care because when you don't know, and I'll, I'll speak from experience taking care of indigenous people, taking care of people from other countries, and if you don't know their real history, and if you don't know how your ancestors have impacted their ancestors, it is very difficult to care for you. It is very difficult to determine the best course of treatment for you if I don't have that information. And I'm never offended when somebody corrects me and says, you know, that actually in history that wasn't correct. Here's where you can find that information if you're interested. I love that. That's one of my favorite ways to learn is somebody to give me a resource and say, dig into it, Brandy, because you know me. Yeah. But that, it impacts our social connectedness, and it really impacts the ability for our country to be not just whole, but also to be socially connected to other countries. Because if you look at some of the other countries and what they have to say about Americans, one of the biggest things you will hear them say is that we are ignorant, that we have no idea what goes on in the real world or what, what we have done to people throughout history and it's the truth and that's sad it is sad and that really impacts it it hits right on this topic because it's not just about one-on-one social connectedness it's about connectedness throughout society too it is all the way to the top 
it's a sad thing when when we can't connect. Connections are important. Mm -hmm. And even if you don't think that you're the kind of person that needs connections, you absolutely do. Right. And us as a society as a whole need to connect with the rest of the world. So I say we do a challenge. And maybe some of our listeners might email us about how well this went for them. And we should get do some that. feedback. So I will challenge, and you add to this however you see fit. I'm going to challenge the listeners to find somebody that has a lifestyle, a history, a culture, um, ethnicity, it doesn't matter, something different from you, something that you are not knowledgeable about, and have a conversation with them about it. And don't be offended. And don't... When I say don't be offended, I'm so sick of people being offended. Why does who I love... If I love a woman, Amanda, if I'm in love with a woman... And we've already went through this last season. I'm not I'm not a lesbian. I'm not bisexual. But I respect people who are and their right to choose who they love. But how does me loving a woman impact you? It doesn't. And if it's a religious reason, what do you care? You're I know it doesn't You're not going to hell because I'm sinning. But why does your sin is it feather light to my sin? Exactly. You know, like let's and get over also, that. speaking of feather light, don't be feather light. If somebody has a different religion than you, do not be offended by their religion. And the other thing is, if somebody has a different religion than you, or sexuality, or whatever, and they ask you about yours, mm -hmm. don't automatically jump to, well, how dare you? Maybe they're genuinely curious. Maybe they don't want to be stereotypical. Maybe they want to know. Maybe they yeah. are interested, not because they want to be like you, not because mm -hmm. they're trying to... But maybe they just genuinely want to know. Maybe mm -hmm. they like you. Maybe there's something about you... And then they're thinking, well, you're gay. How can I have something in common well, with you? Maybe you can make that person more open-minded. Well, you know, the other thing is people get offended with the why question. Amanda, why do you wear your hair like that? Because I like it. But, why, but are you offended by me using that? Well, I'm not, but I. it's more difficult to offend me. But I get what you're saying yeah. because what do you mean? What's wrong with it? Does right. it look bad? I you're mean, now I have intern. all these yeah, questions. Just, a why question doesn't I mean, mean not like, I'm attacking you. Not like, why do you like teaching? Oh, gosh, that's a good question. Yeah. Why? <laughs> but, I mean, the thing yeah. is, I'm, you know, to me, I don't get it. I'm well, not. then, in my mind, I could go, why are you attacking my husband? Ex but I'm not. But I'm you're genuinely not. I'm right. genuinely curious why you like so, it. So, one of the things I've been, you know, I used to think, um, we are getting close to 40 minutes, so we will have to wrap up soon and do your ice. But okay. one of the things I've been trying I, years ago that I've worked on for several years is that I used to say words don't mean anything. They only carry the weight that we give them. But that's not true. I've learned over the years, words do mean something and they do have weight, a universal weight. And if you are going to have, I can't say hola to someone who doesn't speak and understand what hola means in Spanish, right? You're looking at me like, what are you saying? So words do carry weight. And if you're going to have a conversation with people, it is important to have that. But also receiving those words, you have to realize that not everybody recognizes the same weight for every word. Does that make yes, sense? Yes, exactly. So if I say, why do you wear your hair like that? And you get defensive. That's because why that question carries weight to you. And it, it, it almost points to you. They teach you when you do psychiatric nursing not to use the word why because people get defensive when they hear that word why. As if you did something wrong, why did you do that? 
So possibly the people that do get defended by the word white, quit getting defended by that so much, work on that. And the people that use that word as a question, why are you this way? Why do you love this person? Why do you love that person? Why do you use those words? Why do you cuss so much? How about, can you explain to me how you feel when you use the word shit? Can you explain to me how you feel and what brought you to realize that you love yeah. your when, car's muffler? Yeah. I don't know. When but, did you first start getting interested in Fords? Right. You know. Right. Whatever. Whatever What it about is. this person makes you love them? Yeah. What about what about women do you love? What about men do you love? Yeah. What about I've noticed that you like to wear black a lot. You know, what what about yeah. darker colors is it that you like? Yeah. I noticed on your social media you're talking about your heritage. Can you tell me more about that? Yes. And instead of being offended, yeah. let's say, you know what? I would love to share this with you. Because a lot of times ignorance isn't chosen. Right. It's because the person doesn't know how to go about asking, or maybe they have asked and they were hurt. Mm-hmm. And asking. I don't believe that I don't believe that coming off um, mean sometimes is chosen either. I think sometimes it's environmentally oh trained. My goodness, I you come know? off mean all the time, and it's and I, I'm not being mean. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I feel bad because I do too because the way I came off made you feel uncomfortable. But that's not my goal. My, right. I'm just very direct. I don't like to use wordplay. If right. if you ask me a question or if I need to tell you something, I just tell you. Even if it's like, I don't like it when you do that. I'm not correcting you. I'm not jumping all over you. I'm not punishing mm-hmm. you. I'm just expressing myself. Yeah. It's not that you did anything wrong. I just feel like instead of beating around the bush or... I just feel like, well, I you're think, not going to keep doing it again if I tell right. you I don't like it. So I'm right. trying to, I'm just trying to help myself. Yeah. You know, but so many people are like, well... Ugh. I'm sorry. I think it's because in our society, we're not used to that. There are other places in the world that are very frank and very used to people being blunt about what they want and how they want to be treated. But we were taught, control your emotions, you know, and respond nicely. If you don't have anything nice, don't say it at all. And, you know, we were just taught different. And I think that people like you, the, the way you handle things, it needs to happen more. You need to be about what you want and, and and teach people from the get-go how you want to be treated and how you want to be responded to. And there's a way to go about it. And just because somebody gets offended because you do that doesn't mean that you were wrong. It means they're not used to being taught how to be treat someone. And there's nothing wrong with you being the first person to do that. But... I think that that's important to note, too, is that when you are talking to people and they do come off offensive, what I do have to do it all the time with patients. They'll come in, a family member's agitated, they're agitated or whatever, and I either deflect and completely ignore the matter and just go straight into what I need to go into. Yes. Like, this this is not why we're here today. This is why we're here and just go into that. And I'll say that, too. I'm sorry. That's not why you're here today. This is why you're here today and go into it. But the other thing I have to do a lot is just meet that frustration and agitation that they're throwing my way with just kindness. And I get Absolutely. that. Why did you do this this way? Why did you do this? Why didn't you do that? And all those questions. 
why didn't why didn't I know my appointment was at 11 30 12 o'clock and I showed up at 11 45 and they showed up at 12 15 and you're rooming them you know like why 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 well let me tell you why you know or I I but I never get defensive because the minute I get defensive with that person <coughs> we're not going to get anywhere and you're that's right. the other thing is when you get that why question or you get somebody that is why do you hair, wear your hair that way? And I am being rude. The best thing you can do is, because I like it, and be nice to them. Tell me about your hair. I kind of like it. Can you tell me what you do with it? I do feel like you that's know? true. There's so, the dogs again. And yeah, there they are. So now that we got the dogs back under control, I apologize for that. Um, but the, the, my whole point is, is if you meet that rudeness or that agitation with kindness... And just redirect that person gently and realize that it's not so much about you as it is them. Which is easier said than done. It is. I'm working on it. Yeah. Well, me too. I, I think it's, we all have sometimes to. Sometimes I so. do really well, sometimes not so much. Yeah. So, before we go, did you have your icebreaker? I do have my icebreaker. I was just talking to a friend the other day and I feel like it connects to social connectedness. And okay. the reason is because I go out to lunch by myself. I go out to dinner by myself. Yeah. I'll go to a bar and have a drink by myself. I would walk into church by I myself. I do too. It's important to connect. It's important to connect to the kind of people that you feel like a kindred. You know, just, it's okay. It's okay to go by yourself. It's okay not to talk to anybody. If it's therapeutic for you to go and be where you want to be and never speak to anybody, that's okay. I'm so sick of people feeling like, well, I can't go do that by myself. You have to be okay with yourself. Most people are not going to bother you. Most people do not give two shits right. that you walked in by yourself. That hostess does not care that you're she's seating you by yourself. You say that all the time. People are not thinking about you as much as you're thinking about they aren't. them thinking and about that's you. me. I mean I work in I've worked in several bars recently. Hmm. I work in a bar on a regular basis. Um, I'm a a marketer, I'm a team leader. I go into all these places. I am always around groups of people and I'm not gonna tell you that I don't observe things. But what I am gonna tell you is some people are going to judge you. Most people don't give two shits what you're doing. No. And the people that are going to judge you would judge you no matter what because they're just like that. You could walk in with 10 people. You could walk in by yourself. They're going to judge you anyway. The only thing that really matters is how you feel. And don't deny yourself things that you need because of what somebody else might think or formulate about you. It is important for you to connect to this world in whatever way possible. Let's say you're a single woman or a single man and you want to meet somebody. How are you going to meet them when you never go anywhere? You need to go places that are the kind of places where the kind of people that you want to hang out with are there. Mm -hmm. So do it. No excuses. Do it. I mean, obviously with the realm of safety... Don't ever go anywhere you don't feel safe physically, but go. Yeah. Connect. Go sit and read a book while you eat lunch. And social connectedness mm -hmm. can mean a different thing to, in a different moment. You can sit and read a book mm -hmm. and just be with people. You can introduce yourself to a stranger and make small mm -hmm. talk. Unless they're wearing headphones, that is a universal signal that they do not want you to speak to them. Do not be <laughs> that freaking guy. Anyway, connect. 
I agree with you, and I'm going to add a little bit to that just with the few minutes that Thank we do you. have, is that it is so important. I always tell the kids that you cannot love someone adequately until you love yourself. And loving yourself is a process, and it is something that you have to work on your entire life because as you change, you have to learn to accept and love that person that you are becoming. And as you make goals for your future, you have to learn to love what you want to be. So taking that time and learning to be alone and face yourself is so important. And it's we said that earlier, and it's the hardest thing you have to do. But it is super important to face yourself and to be able to be alone. And how do you know if you like karaoke if you never went and tried it? Maybe you liked it because you wanted your partner to be happy and it's something they enjoyed. Exactly. You don't know until you do things on your own if you actually like them. Exactly. And you may find that it's something you don't like doing alone, but you love doing it in a group and that's okay. But and how do you know if you don't try? Exactly. Just do it. Just right. do what makes you happy and love yourself. Enjoy you life. It. I think that that's, you know, and I do have to add one more thing about the social connectedness before we go. And that is there are studies that, show how you socially connect to your environment and the people in your life impacts your health. And so socialization or social connectedness is super important for your physiological health and how your body, how much inflammation is in your body, how many nutrients and how well you absorb nutrients. Heck, the types of foods you eat because of who you're around versus what's easier and fastest when it's just you. You know, so keep that in yes. consideration, too. And I will tell you, especially our older audience, anybody that's of any kind of, maybe you're having a difficult time for cooking and preparing meals, or maybe you just, it's not that you can't cook, but you don't know how to cook for one person. Mm -hmm. So you're eating cereal every night. or And that's I'm not judging. That's not what this is about. What I'm saying is go to a restaurant by yourself. Mm -hmm. Order something good and healthy off the menu. Enjoy a nice meal. Do not sit at home. Because you're afraid of what people will think. And I guarantee you if you go and do those things, and maybe you are sitting there reading a book or looking at a magazine, and somebody who went in by themselves walks by and sees that you're reading one of their favorite books. You never know who you're going to meet or how you're going to meet them. And, so, the, and you may not meet anybody, and that's okay too. And the other end of that is don't be afraid to do it because you want to be left alone and you're mm -hmm. afraid somebody will talk to you because guess what? Grow up. <laughs> I'm sorry, but you need to learn how to... Dismiss people politely. Yeah. It is It is okay. That's part of social connectedness the, is learning how to unconnect. Learn how to set your boundaries cords. like an adult. Yeah. Like I said, put some freaking headphones in, okay? Yeah. That's a universal signal not to talk to me. Yeah. No, don't, you know, there's, there's ways. But sometimes it's nice just to be around people. It's it's nice to, to see how other people live, what they want to wait. I mean, just enjoy your life. You know, one of the things, and before I keep adding stuff... <laughs> One of the things I hear a lot is that I'm too old to make new friends. And do you know what I hear when people say that? I quit growing. Yeah. That's what I hear when people say that is I just quit growing. And because if you're continuously growing and, you know, if if you're making changes, and that's okay. If you quit growing and you're happy and content with where good, you're at, great. good for you. But that's what I hear when they say that. So if you are happy and content and you are at a point where you don't want to add new friends, that's okay too. Yeah. But if you want to grow and continue to grow, don't be the person that says you don't want to add new friends because 
or add new things to your life because that's how you grow. And because, you know, your friends are going to outgrow you. You're going to outgrow your friends. I mean, mm -hmm. those things are going to happen. And some of those relationships are going to be up and down like I mean, like we talked about ours. Yeah. You know? And that's so. okay. Everybody's going to grow. Mm -hmm. Well, so. I appreciate everybody listening tonight. Me too. Or today, whatever time you're listening, I guess. Yeah. Um, if you would like to reach out to us, you want to do the challenge we talked about or you have questions... Or maybe you are somebody that has trouble finding resources and social resources in your community and you want some ideas on where to look. Feel free to email us. Um, I'm Brandy at Life in All Chapters. Amanda at Life in All Chapters. And you can email us there or you can check out our social media. Which is super inactive. I'm working on it. <laughs> but, yes. but we are on Facebook. and um, Or you can check out, you know, I... I don't care if you check out my personal account. You know our names. Yeah. You know, check us out, whatever you need. Um, we'll try to get back to you as soon as we can, and we hope to hear from you, and we really hope that you listen and share our podcast with your friends.